Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And we finally have some news from racing to talk about here on the show today. And we'll cover the uh, action that happened at Bristol. And I'm hoping to have an interview for you in the middle of the show as well, if everything works out there. Before we get into it, we're going to try to waste a little time here today because, well, time is little these days. Um, Got to thank our sponsors here, and we have a couple of new ones that we want to welcome aboard the show. What? I'm here. Oh, my God. Hey, everyone. Margo's here. I'm such a bad host. By the way, I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and Margo's oh here. God. Man, I got so laser-focused on reading this list, I completely forgot about you. I'm sorry. How you doing? Bye. Boy, bye. You don't need me here anyways. Out. Bye. Out with you. <laughs> Fuck my, own, my whole segment later. Yeah, Marco's got a segment later too. I forgot all about that too, and we just talked about it. Anyways, we are off to a riveting start here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Please continue to listen. Most of y'all skip the first part anyways, but um, and probably the last part too, but um, appreciate you listening. Um, Sponsors, yes. Got to thank American Auto. Got to thank 124 Welding and Fabrication. You were supposed to thank him last. Like at the very end of the show. The These are not the ads. These are just the thank yous, the shout outs. So this is where I read the list. And then when we take the breaks is where I read like... No, the- I don't want to thank him at all until the very end of the show. Well, then you can thank I'm him at the kidding. very end of the show. We also thank... What is it called? What's on your shirt there? This is not the company name. The company name is Schultz Engineer Products. This is Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. And we thank them for supporting the show. Yes. And you can tell us all about it during the break. Absolutely not. <laughs> we also thank our good buddy Ken Copley and uh, the Florida Southern Ground Pounders as well. Um, we thank Andy Morrison with Never Give Up, Jeff White Racing. We thank 70 Motorsports and Bromley Motorsports for supporting the show as well. And we welcome a couple of new sponsors do All Lawn and Tree, that is Doug Samian's company. He has come back on board for a couple more episodes here with his company, Do All Lawn and Tree. And I got I wrote that. It looks like tire, but it is definitely tree. Uh, appreciate Doug coming on board, and congratulations on his win. Spoiler alert for the upcoming segment. And we also welcome Jay Zebley Race Cars to the program as well. They longtime listener and now a supporter of the show. So we thank you guys very much. And we also thank Speedway Video, too. Uh, we actually just got done watching the Speedway video footage to kind of refresh our memory about uh, everything that went down and, and Margo watched because she wasn't able to make it to the track. So you It's not that I wasn't able. I didn't want to go. You know, I try <laughs> I to give you... I was fully capable. I just you know, <laughs> I, I try to give you the benefit of the doubt. And here Nobody you go. Nobody else does. Just, well, I do. It's, All right? I don't need it. But Margo didn't want to freaking go watch you guys. Race. I had a <laughs> sick kid and one who don't know how to keep his shit together in school, so... Good enough reason to not be able to make it. Also, I don't like y'all. None of y'all. None of y'all. Except some of y'all. Except all the sponsors here, right? Oh, I meant drivers. I don't like none of them. Yeah, you do. Oh, Saturday, I guess I did. I like Shane Hope. I mean, your favorite driver is Nick Abatsis, So Who? Nick Abatsis. Who? You, you always I tell me how you're rooting for Nick all the time. That's a lie. No, it's not. You just don't remember. They're like, man, where's yeah, Nick- it must be that asbestos poisoning. Where's Nick Abatz's been? He hasn't raced in like a month. What's going on? Anywho, let's get into it. Enough of the shenanigans at the beginning of the show. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the action at New Smyrna. First of all, um, were you as surprised as I was when that phone call came in Saturday morning from the track manager telling me that we're going for it? Were you, were you surprised there? I was. I was surprised that Rusty picked up his phone at 9 o'clock in the morning. 
Well, he didn't. He called me, so he's lucky I oh, picked up because no, I was still no. sleeping. And he called me out too. He's like, "What are you doing? Still sleeping?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah my." Because people have like actual like. Never mind. I was like, "Hey, my alarm clock hasn't gone off yet." And by alarm clock, I meant Peyton. And five minutes later, you told her to let you sleep in, and she did. She did, and then lucky you. The phone rang. I I was half expecting. I was expecting the phone call, but I was expecting it to be, "Yeah, we're not going to be able to run today." Because all week the forecast was like 60-70% chance of rain and then it went down and we got some rain. We definitely got some rain. And I um, knew that they... I knew. I knew. Somehow the rain would just... It pretty much did. Because it was the Bristol night race and you were excited to watch Bristol. Yeah, and of course we'll talk about that later. Because uh, you watched it while you were home with the kids. So you watched it live. I watched it when I came back home. So I'm interested to see how you feel about the race. Because I think... I, I think you're going to have a different opinion on it than me, but we'll see that in the end. Um, definitely some of the most treacherous track conditions I've seen. Those weepers down on the inside, you know all about them, uh, getting getting pretty bad. I mean, there's just so much water in the ground. There's nowhere There's nowhere for the water to go. Yeah. It, Sorry, uh, I'm like, it could go down, but it can't. Well, no, it, it was, it was interesting because works. it kind of turned the speedway into a, a Darlington almost because you had to take a different line and turn one and two. Then you did in three and four. I kind of like that. Like turn turn one and two. Go what? It bothers me when you say you had to take a different line in one and two than you do in three and four because I don't know anybody that races New Smyrna whose line is the same going out into one as it is going into three. Right, but what I mean is different line than you normally would if if it was dry on the bottom. Because everybody was upper group. I don't know that anybody actually. I don't, maybe sport like exiting four, but in maybe. two, I don't think anybody really rides that bottom groove in two unless they're, I don't know, maybe bombers. I don't think anybody like really sits on the bottom groove or right at that line on the inside by the apron to where the wet track would have affected them enough. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm no, just a I dumb see what bitch. you're saying. You do kind of, I mean, that's why the slow groove is on the bottom. Um, but you had to be cognizant of the weepers down there. I don't know what it's, that I guess, means. You, you had to know that they were there, and you had to be thinking about it. Thank you. As you went down oh, as, as a man, cognizant, yes. Yeah. Okay, got it. Cognitive rampage. My, you know. my brain has gone. Cognitive dissonance yes, or whatever the hell it is. Um, but no, it just it made for treacherous conditions, and everybody had to fight their cars. To me, it was very entertaining. Like I, I like when I can see cars dancing around. I like when the cars aren't glued to the ground and they can, you know, they move around every lap. They don't look like slot cars. That, to, I mean, I think that's why the Superstocks have such great racing. Um, you know, you, you can definitely start, even with the Sportsman now, you can really see how aerodynamics come into play because um, the super light models anymore, car on the inside gets aerotight. And you're starting to see that with the Sportsman as those bodies get more aerodynamic and they get faster. Um, the sports and races were were tough to pass. That's why that's why I think the aggressive driving came out. Um, which, when you have, you call it driving, I call it driving into each other. Well, there was definitely a lot of that. Um, when you have a double feature, don't you think you'd take it a little bit easy in race one? No balls to the wall. Send it, dude. Who cares about race two, right? You don't need points, man. We we had some we had some really rough driving in both races. Wait, did they get double points too? Well, they got points for qualifying. And then they got points for the feature in race one and points for race two. So they had... So, yes, they got double points. Yeah, so a, a total of 125 points were up for grabs on Saturday for the So sports. what you're saying is they did, in fact, get double points for the features. But the features weren't double points. They had two feature races. So 
they they got points for two races, not double points. Double points would have been like each feature is worth a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I worded it wrong. Yeah, it's okay. Do you think they should have gotten double points? No, I really. I'm just <laughs> thinking about shoving that mic stand down your throat right now. That's, that's all. <laughs> I worded oh it God. wrong. What I meant was do both did both features count for yes, like their own points? Yes, they did. Was what I meant. It wasn't I, I, like fifty lap. Points. I know what you meant. I just I had to go there. I just had to see that vein pop out of your forehead a little bit more. This is why I just had to buy like retinol serum, anti aging <laughs> serum, because between you and Rob Schultz every day, I'm gonna get some wrinkles. Just About kidding. Time. Just kidding. I love you, Rob. <laughs> At least she loves you, Rob. Um, so after, please don't fire me. I, I've already gone race by race on, on the hot lap and I'm going to go, you know, talk about it again on the hot mic tomorrow. But from what, from what you saw, what was your take on the night? I'm glad that Usarna was able to get the races in. And I know a lot of people were. I concur. Yes. Um, kind of wished maybe they could have spent a little more time at least in the grooves and the turns trying the track off. Well, when, there's nothing you can do about the weepers. Every time you run over them, more water comes out. Okay, that doesn't have anything to do with the standing water at the bottom of the turns. In turn one at the end of pit road, there's nowhere for that water to go. I don't know. Rusty gets out his jackass little blower all the time and blows it down pit road. Rusty was... At one point, Rusty was trying to blow that water away, and he blew it up onto the racetrack. And Butch had to get on the radio and go, hey, Rusty, you're blowing that completely up into turn number one in the groove. And Rusty's like, oh, am I? Apparently, we just need to get the squeegees and put the the quarter midget kids on them. Seriously. But no, I mean, Coburn Coburn had all of his grade all equipment there. Coburn? It is Colburn. Coburn, yeah. Well, that's how I say that that word. Um, (laughs) It's a name. Name word. Um, he had all this stuff there, and they're actually working in like the upper pit area. They've cleared out a bunch of trees back there. It's weird. It's open back there now, and it's weird. All right. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, there's there's nowhere for there's nowhere for the water to go. The the drains are backed up because all it did was rain this the last like two weeks. So they need they really and this has been an issue for years. The track got repaved in 2007, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken." Yeah, I believe you're right. And I know it's super expensive. I remember my mom talking about how, like, stressful it was to even try to have to talk to Robert and Jane about it. It was just something at the time that needed to be done. But it's such a huge expense. It doesn't matter who you know that can do asphalt. It's a ton of money because they have to, like, I don't know if they pull up the whole trip. I can't remember how they I'm pretty sure they'd have to dig it up. I was there for one of the days that they were doing it, and it's not just, like, a one-day process. Oh, no. I think it it took two weeks. It is, yeah. They did it during the off-season because you have to let it set, and I think that's where the the weeper issue comes in is I don't think it was allowed to sit long enough before there were cars on it. I could be completely wrong. They're probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, she's just trying to talk like she knows what she's talking about. Y'all, I was in tenth grade when it was done. Well, listen, I'm I'm no geologist, but in uh, Florida, we're not talking about math, but okay. Not geography, ma'am. Geology, the earth. Geography. We're talking about the earth. Wrong. No geology, like the. Yes, but you said not geography. I was going geometry. Did I say shit, man? <laughs> we're both tired. Um, but no, but I, no I, I'm I, pretty sure that I don't. I don't think it was allowed to cure. 
Okay. Properly. It, it, who knows? It could have like rained. You can't put a tarp over the racetrack. Well, I, I believe what happened is, and I mean, that's, that's why a lot of roads just get an screwed old girl. up. The, the ground gets so heavily saturated oh, yeah. this time of year. And Florida, I mean, you, you built a racetrack in a swamp because Florida is an basically armadillo a swamp. Breeding ground, sir. Well, an armadillo swamp. <laughs> I mean, we're a few miles from the beach. Um, there's no, I mean, that's why we don't have basements here in Florida. That you dig down and you got water. So the ground is constantly saturated with water. So it's constantly shifting. And over time, and as these big heavy cars go over it, and there are cars on the track pretty much every day, testing, practicing, especially before speed weeks. Um, and if they paved that in the off season, they were probably, you know, cars right on it, testing for speed weeks. Yeah. And, you know, as the ground shifts and settles, uh, especially settling after it gets paved and then with any rains and stuff moving around it over time in the asphalt wears, you get the cracks and how many times have they had to drill over in three and four to release the water? Yeah, because the water gonna, has nowhere to go. So. I was going to say the, the like the other like biggest issue with New Smyrna in the pit area and in the like the apron area yeah. is the drainage. It absolutely sucks. Well, there's, and I get there's it. It's literally just like underground stuff. They can't do anything. It might as well be like the dude that plumbed our my laundry room plumbed the racetrack. He dug a hole and fucking put a pipe through it. Right. Like the, and then there's nothing they can do about it. What do y'all want us when to do? When all the water goes to one saturated place, it does nothing but back up. And they've they've cleared out the drain. It's not that the drain doesn't function. It's that literally there's been so much rain that there's nowhere for it to go. So, but, uh, you know, everyone was talking about the track conditions in Victory Lane. How, they mentioned how it was tough, but nobody was like, we shouldn't be racing. So I don't, I, you know, we're not talking about These that. These guys aren't going to be like, we can't race. We shouldn't be racing. Well, we've lost. Obviously, if they went... Obviously, if Rusty and Butch made the call to go racing, then they deemed the track safe enough to race. Right. And did it make for a couple loose situations? Yeah, but nobody really wrecked. I mean, you had a lot of people fighting nobody for Nobody really wrecked. Track. Excuse me. Were you awake as during the far sports as, as far as the weepers oh, okay. go. Now, a lot of people were fighting for the same the real weepers, estate, so there was like, contact. It, that are driving the race cars, yeah. The weepers narrowed the racetrack, but it didn't cause anybody to junk their stuff. Um, you know, the other option was, and we've canceled races for weepers before. And it's just like, you get to the end of the season. It's like, well, we got to get through these things. And it's just like the tire deal. Rusty's like, well, it's going to be two tires for the rest of the season. Cause we got to get through these. We can't just cancel races. People put too much time and effort and money into their race cars to not race if we can. So if, uh, if this had been a Sunbelt race, probably would have ran out early, but it wasn't, and we got to race, and I'm glad we did. Yeah. Um, I really, I enjoyed the night. I knew going in with the seven features and heat races that it was going to be a long night. I expected us to be done probably around 1130. Uh, a little rain shower came through right after opening ceremonies. I mean, I literally had just finished saying, well, you know, these meteorologists get paid a lot of money to tell you it's probably going to rain, and they're wrong a lot. So here we are, let's get ready to race, and then the skies opened up. So it's like Mother Nature heard me say that and was like, yeah, watch this, boy. That wasn't Mother Nature, that was Mama Kim. That was Mama Kim. I think it was also Steve Barnes, too, because I walked by him in the pits and said, hey, because he was all over the New Smyrna Facebook, like, it's going to rain. And I said, hey, how about that rain? And he goes, night's not over yet, and then it rained, so I'm going to blame Steve. I wish I could see it. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you there, honey. Um, You tell me to be nice. I'm not. It doesn't work. So I have just one complaint about the night, and, and it's it's that you got home at two thirty in the morning, or that you weren't allowed to buy a beer. 
<sighs> yeah, that was disappointing. I did go in there and it was a fiasco in the payout room. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to go see EJ now. Um, but my only complaint, and it's not so much, it's not just, it's not something that like was specific to this night. It's just something that we need to work on as a whole. The competitors can help with it. Uh, track officials can help with it. I already and know where you're going. Where am I going? Lineups. Being is, in staging. Being yes, in staging. It is being ready to go for, with the next race. There is too much time, especially the heat races. There's no excuse for the heat races to take as long to get through as they normally do. All right. And can I can I just add this little tidbit? Because I've heard yeah. from like several people now. Yeah. If you're not calling them, like I don't know what happened to the PA system in the pits, like the, the microphone and everything. These guys get so busy working on their cars and doing everything they can that they don't realize what's on the track. I know that you personally, you, Mr. Do-It-All, you will be like, hey, sportsman, get in staging. Heat race number one is coming up. 602 is your after that, whatever. There really should be somebody in the pits doing that. I and I will, I will add a second part to this. If you cannot have proper communication with the upper pit area where these people can hear you, don't let people pit up there. I'll agree with that. Because you, then you cannot blame the drivers. Yes, you have a schedule. These guys get busy. Right. And I understand that too, but... But um, you can't <laughs> solely place the blame on the drivers if you're calling them, but they can't hear you because they don't have speakers up there. Here, and and I, I do completely understand that but here's my counter argument to that we know when the driver's meeting is going to be practice finishes up driver's meeting is at seven o'clock it's mandatory to be there um after the driver's meeting you should be preparing what whether you're the first heat race or the last heat race you should be getting ready to go okay but i agree with that but you should also just be like hey just a reminder mod minis your race is coming up get in staging they right. do it at and, every and, other track in the state oh well, yeah and we do, we do it too you know we, we call them up and no it's also, we don't do it the, the new no, they oh, don't the, do you do it the announcer does it well yeah 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 i see what you're saying I, they, there's somebody like there's for a while somebody, they in had Arno, the, somebody in citrus there's i don't know i don't go to 417 that place is too far down there. Yeah. For a while, they had the PA system in the pits, and I think like when that lightning, I think a lightning strike took it out. I don't, I can't remember. It wasn't working during the speed weeks. Well, I there's think the, just there's so much little stuff that. I'm pretty sure this the, is just me talking. There's so yeah. much what seemingly is little that could be fixed to just make the night run so much smoother. Yeah, and that's why I'm not putting the blame on just one thing. There's a lot of little things that could make it go smoother, but. Here's how I would do it. If if I was race director, once the so heat number one of the night is complete, right? Mm-hmm. The final car has made its way back onto pit road, so the track is clear. When that final car hits pit road from that first race, the pace car rolls with the second race. Yeah, you get one pace lap for a warm up. No, listen to me. Immediately, no. Listen. No. I'm not done. Um, great. Fabulous. I'm cutting in here. Spotters have to be able to get to the spotter stand. They should be ready to go for their heat race. If we don't have time to get across, how the fuck are we supposed to spot? I'm sorry. Ready. I'm not going to stand up there for nine races to spot. I'm not going to stand. One, the only people that should be on the spotter stand are the spotters that are spotting for the division that is on the racetrack. Well, with that argument, then... You know, we waste all this time, and then by the time you get to your feature race, there's nobody left in the grandstands to see you. So we've all got to sacrifice a little bit, don't we? I mean, there's okay, but after the features, you do this big long 
you do you do the top three interviews. That gives us plenty of time to get over. All I'm saying is heat races. Right. Just so give them two minutes. Th- and the heat races should t- like in they, total they take clear 15 the, minutes. They clear the gates and all this stuff. I understand where you're coming from in saying this, but there are teams that have to get stuck. Like the, they need people down there to help them get in their car, and then their spot, like their spotter, is that person. There's one or two people teams. If I'm helping Jack Hall get in his car, I can't be running up to the spotter stand in four seconds. I mean, you gotta make other arrangements. If it were me, that last but car, it's not, that so. last car hits, the, and it's not. But if it were, were me running the show, just like they do at Thunder Road, they don't wait for the spotters. Thunder Road doesn't use spotters. Nice try, though. Yes, they do. They got a spotter stand full of spotters, and they don't wait. They last car hits the track, next heat rolls, and you should get one warm up lap. Second time around, we cross them over. If you're not out there, you're not out there. It won't work. It takes some fucking 12 laps to get the lineup correct anyways well, and then you got if, so many again, people that want to tap to go to the back you got so many people that don't want to start where they want to start you know if i was a race director and you're not crossed over ready to go then you start in the back plain as day we got to keep the show rolling because there are too many times where we got a good feature coming up and everybody starts leaving because it gets late lose the intermission and we basically do lose. other than other than to get lineups ready and down to the down which to the still takes longer than it should I mean, I'm not going to disagree. I, I don't. Here's my issue, and I it's not an issue. I feel like it would be so much faster if they just sent a picture of the lineup and then wrote it down. Send the pictures, then write it down. Then you don't have to worry about, oh, is Adonis around so he can run down to the pits? Who's going to come? I mean, how many times have I had to run back across? Because then you have to wait for that person to get across the track if you're lucky enough to have Mike at the front, like at the gate, at the crossover. Yeah. Then they've got to get all the way across the track, pray that EJ doesn't run him over when he's doing his burnout. <laughs> Damn you, EJ. Good thing he owns a tire <laughs> store. Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like you're, you've got to wait on them to get back across the track. Yeah, but that should There's be... There's still a waiting... That it's should so, be the intermission. Once the lineups pic- are posted... Take a picture, send it down there, write the lineups. It takes two seconds. It should be lineups are posted. You got five minutes for the first race to line up. Let's go. Okay, ten minutes because you got to strap in radios, all that stuff. I understand. There are does you do need some time. You do need some time, but there's no excuse for the heat. Now, other you know, there's wrecks and stuff. There's you know stalled cars. There's going to be cautions. That kind of stuff takes time. But the my only gripe, my only gripe, and Margot has really good points as well and she's thinking about a whole different side of things and i appreciate that um my only gripe is the fact that there is a lot of wasted time between races and i'm not talking victory lane i love doing the top three those guys deserve it i have learned to speed up the pace a little bit and i know not to ask too many questions um and i know most of these guys and i know how to interview them to you know give them their fair shake at things um in the way like me and jim have communicated uh, the last couple weeks where he gets the winner. Then he goes and does third, second, and then we cross over. It doesn't take as long with the pictures. That kind of thing is, is whatever. Um, but with five to go, the next race is supposed to be lined up. Like, that is the general procedure. You know so. what? They should, like, just try to emble, 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 em. Words. It's tough, man. <laughs> they should try to what? I lost. Emulate? Emulate, yeah. Emulate, yeah. Copy, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You know how I have all of my good little chickens up on the hill in their lineup? Yeah. Usually by halfway, the race before. Yep. And those guys are sweating. They're like, 
balls off up there. It's hot. That's why John Smith is bald. <coughs> he just sweat he, he his sweated his off. bald off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He sweat all his hair off. He sweats so much his hair just came out of the follicles. Look, and I'm That's not. not a word. I'm not picking. I'm not saying. Oh, you know, it's the driver's fault or it's scoring's fault or, you know, and you know, it's spotters. If you got to get across, then you know, hurry up. Let's go. Why don't tell me to hurry up when I am dragging a five-year-old by his ear? Got a that thing in her stroller. <laughs> Be faster, Margo. These Chevrolets like hit fifty-five and they are <laughs> done. And by fifty-five, uh, I mean 5.5 steps up that track, and they're like, no bitch. So, anyways, that was my that was my gripe that I wanted to to talk about and just bring to light and and see if maybe you know. I, I'm I'm open to suggestions. Yes, you're ma'am. done talking about it now. Okay, so moving <laughs> <Just> on. <kidding. laughs> so we just got done before we came in to record the show. We rewatched part of the Super Stock race, and I I feel like Margot has something that she wants to talk about as far as the big moment that happened in that race. What's your opinion on Bobby Holly coming off turn number four? Did he cut a tire? Obviously, the 99 did not hit the 56. Would you agree? Yeah. No. It no looked. Contact, it actually right? looked like something in the axle broke. You think something broke, or do you think he just because he was? If you watch the last couple of laps, he was really pushing up towards the wall. So you think something broke? I think something was going in the axle. Kind of like a George Spears situation when he wrecked the the. Or like the a three. Bobby Holly has had his tires fall off on his axle. You know, the one time his axle oh, yeah, passed and then he him landed in back four. in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think something broke? Yep. Okay. I, I don't know if maybe it was a hub. I don't know what it was, but it looked like something broke. And as Mr. Kochi put it, he ball walled. Right. I mean, he he obviously hit the wall. He hit the uh, wall, and he hit it a ton. Yeah. So and I could be com- then, I could be thinking that the axle the axle was, if it wasn't broken before, it damn sure is now. And if it wasn't after that, then it damn sure was when Justin Spears just fucking yeet finished him off. Finished him off. I'm well, sorry. I, I'm sorry. That could have been avoided. I think so too. Uh, Justin, Maybe if he had a spotter up there, but they're not allowed to have those anymore. No, they are. Oh, they are. They are. Yo, Justin, you need a spotter. So this it, this isn't against him, but it literally happened right in front of you. Like it was so clear. Danny Shear saw it, and he's still sitting down in turn three. Probably. And four at this point. But I mean, I literally counted from the time that Bobby hit the wall. Justin's riding right behind him, like a full five seconds went by, and then he just nails him. And I'm sorry, in my opinion, I'm not going to say it's humble because I'm not a humble person. No, obviously. In my opinion, that could have been avoided. That whole inside line was clear. Now, may, could I don't know. Maybe it was a situation where he did, just didn't react fast enough. But, yeah, now, I, I've already seen Justin's explanation on Facebook. But oh, I see. I, I do don't, you mm. think that Justin saw that it was the 56 limping down the track and sparks and just said, hey, you know what? I can get my revenge right here and just give him a little love tap and it won't be my fault because he's already wrecked. I know when we watched it, I kind of said something like that, but I don't think that Justin would actually do that because... Yeah, so don't send me the messages and say, oh, that's not what happened. I didn't say that's what happened. I said, do you think? No, and I said, so. I was like, oh, well, I was like, that didn't look... I I said it looked blatant. I said that the contact contact looked blatant. It could have been avoided. And then I rewound it like three or four times. Maybe he was just focusing and he like, I don't know. He says that he was focused on his line and the green light was still out. So he thought we were still racing and didn't realize the... How fast Bobby slowed down. How significant the contact was and, you know... 
I, I feel tunnel like vision, the, racer tunnel vision. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that. But yeah, no, I, I, I get, I can see that, you know, but it's still in my everything mm. between those two looks much worse than it usually is. Yeah. So there's any time those two are near each other, it's just like Paul having a message to me and said, "Hey, do you think I hit the 56?" And my, I, I didn't even have to see the video. I immediately responded, "No, absolutely not." So I don't think anything was intentional, but there was like there was that thought in my head that I'm like, hmm, just it makes that's you go a little iffy. In, in my comments about and Justin finishes him off was it wasn't oh Justin intentionally did it. The fact that Justin did boop him a little bit and you know send him back in the wall. That's all that meant. I mean maybe um, maybe Justin was hit on his brakes and they just didn't react soon. Yeah, I mean that could I, be. I don't the, know. It's a, a couple situation. races ago we lost brakes, so I mean. You know, I feel like he wasn't running that great. So maybe, maybe. anytime there's a situation with Spears and Holly, the Spears gang. And oh yeah, there's going to be multiple sides of it, and only one of them's going to be right, and ain't nobody going to get that one. Right. Like and we're going to get every side except what actually happened. Yeah, and that's the way. I mean, after the race, I talked to EJ about it, and and he goes, "Yeah, I think Bobby blew a tire," but uh, watching it live. I didn't notice any sparks or anything with the tire until it already come off the wall. And if you watch the video, you don't see any sparks until it comes off the wall. Yeah. And then you you can almost see the tire compress, and then it goes on the rim and sparks. Yeah. So I don't think it was a tire, but you're you you believe that it probably something mechanical, maybe a hub or something, and yeah. it threw him into the wall. Yeah. And um, I mean, to me, it just looked like he just ain't got no gas in it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's probably ain't got no gas in it right now as they try to fix it. Um, I, I just think he was he was running wide the last few laps, so I just think he just was trying to stay up with those guys. It was a hell of a battle. There's four guys in a line going for the win, and I just you know that wall comes up quick. So it was uh, definitely a wild situation there. But be uh, careful, she bite. It was nothing. Uh, you know, it was one of those. It just it was just a wreck. That's what it boils down to. Um, any final thoughts from what you observed from the races? Anything we want to talk about before we quickly go through the results here? Anything you want to bring to light? Anything that caught your eye? That, no. No? No. Just glad we got the races in. Glad you got the races in. So um, I think I'm going to have a little lesson of what flags mean what. Like the black flag? <laughs> well... Yeah, there was a, a gentleman who was out there going, <laughs> <Gentleman. laughs> going kind of slow, who didn't heat a black flag. I had somebody message me about that. Why do you get to keep his position if he got the black flag? Because yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. So he got I he mean, got black flagged. Why wasn't he done? Like I just showed that person the official scorecard. I'm like yeah. he, if he got black flagged, he shouldn't have been scored. I don't care that they're not racing for money; they're still racing for points, and there ain't no way in hell he should be fourth in points. Yeah, well. That's, He's uh, gotten black flagged every race. That is a debate to have with somebody else. and um, No, because then it's always all personal. Blah, blah, blah. My opinion on it is... My opinion is if you're black flagged, it's in the rule book. If you're black flagged, you're not being scored. My opinion is he, he stayed low, he stayed out of the way, and he was no worse than Mike Dom being out there. So that's my opinion on it. He's a hell of a lot slower uh, than Mike Dom. But. I don't know about that. So, oh, I clicked the wrong thing. So let me go over the results here real quick, and I do want to talk about the points because the points were shaken up, and I, I'm one of those people who really like to follow points. So uh, to kind of breeze through this, I'm just going to do the top three finishers in each class. You can go find the full results online if you so feel the need to do so. In the LKQ Super Stocks, Doug Samian held off the young Blake Clouser, um, and Paul Cochin in his return finished in third. So good run for those guys in the 602 Camp South 602 Modifieds. 
Bud McIntyre held off Chris Hatton in another great race. And it says Ron Schultz here on the page, but it is Rob Schultz. Never heard, who of, her. Is, never heard of her. Um, what have you been doing the last two days? Not paying I've attention. I've never heard of Ron. Uh, what about Rob? You know a Rob? I know a Rob. You know this Rob guy? No, this Rob guy. Rob guy. Rob came home to finish in the third position, rounding out the podium. In Sportsman feature number one, Matthew Green came from the back of the field twice to win this one over Travis Devendorf and Rich Clouser, your top three, so no surprise there. Uh, but in race number two, it was Rich Clouser who held off a another hard charge for Matthew Green, who I feel like went to the back a couple times in this one as well. And then Ron Whaley, um, really establishing himself as the man to beat in the points after a solid third-place run after being spun out a couple of times in race number two. For the Bama A's, uh, it was Stephen Wright who held off C.J. Creech and Brandon Monroe, who had his best run uh, since his win back on Father's Day weekend. Uh, and then um, just a shout-out to Larry Masters. That, that guy is fun to watch, and he continues to run well. He finished in fifth. Um, in the Mod Minis, Sean Bass won his second race in the 112 car. David Russell was second in the 78, and John DeGeorge rounding out the top three. And how about this for the Modified? Shane held out duels Jerry Simons to pick up the win, and I know you were getting updates on that. Were you surprised? <laughs> no, I wasn't I surprised. know you've seen Shane win and run a lot of races, and you know, I know he's a very talented guy, but with his luck, what I'm asking is, with his luck the last five, six years, were you surprised to hear that he was actually battling for the win against Jerry? No. No? No. You, you've had that much faith in him? I knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. When I walked out of Joanne's on Saturday morning, there was uh -huh. a hawk on top of my car. Oh, well, there's your sign. Yeah. There was a, a hawk on top of the car, according to Speedway Video, too. No, there was literally a hawk on my little roof rack on the car when me and Dawson walked out of Joanne's. Here's your sign. Isn't that I knew it, I knew it was going to happen. I could, and the bad part is I literally talked to, I was talking to Shane as I was walking out of Joanne's, and I couldn't say anything. Well, this is two really, really good races for the Jane Grid All Modifieds in a row. Of course, a couple weeks ago, we had Dalton Nelson battling Jerry Simons. That was bet. impressive. And then this week, we have Shane Held battle Jerry Simons, and Shane gets the upper hand and wins for the first time in a while. And uh, he was very happy in victory line. It was, it was, great, his, great it was his first win since 2018 when he ran for Mikey. The, the sportsman. The sportsman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to say his last win in a modified at New Smyrna was uh, Speed Weeks. No, not Speed Weeks. Yeah, I don't think it was Speed Weeks. 2011 or 2012, and I want to say it was Red Eye or, like, one of the late season races. Oh, shit. I might be thinking of I know of it was Matthew before winning. my time. And I that's might be thinking really of Matthew winning. On, so. I can't remember. I know that Shane's won, like, track championships. I mean, the man, man can drive. Oh, absolutely. It's just their their luck lately. They've blown a lot of motors. They've had mechanical problems. They just things haven't been right. So it's nice to see it all come together is my point there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So congratulations to Shane, Jerry Simons in second, and Alan Bruns comes home in third. And that is the quick results recap there. Um, let me... Uh, over the points update because a lot of things have changed in the points starting with the JNC grade all modifieds. Wayne Parker still up 26 on Jerry Simons. Simons going to need a lot to get in the championship hunt there. In the sportsman, it is now a 12 point gap between Ron Whaley and George Alexander. That's just six positions in a feature race, so anything can happen there still. Uh, Travis Devendorf needed a good night, got caught up in one of those wrecks, knocked the radiator out. And he actually loses points. He's 27 points back in third, but still not out of it. Just 
He needs things to go his way. In the super stocks, uh, Justin and Bobby were tied coming into the night. Uh, Bobby picked up a couple of extra points in the heat on Justin, but Bobby hit the wall. Justin finished, I believe, fourth and now has a six-point lead on Bobby Holly. It is a two-man race there. John Hodge, Eugene Tuminello, not technically out of it, but they're going to need a lot to, to make something happen. Paul Kochi back in the top five. In the mod minis, uh, briefly mentioned that Todd Hot did spin and crash his primary car in practice and had to run Todd Latour's mod, uh, mod Mini. Uh, first time out with that car, so Todd Hot got points but finished seventh in the heat, seventh in the feature. Brad Blanton finished fourth in both, both those races. Uh, Brad gained nine points, so Todd Hot leads by just five over Brad Blanton and David Russell, a distant third with 80 points to make up. In the Bombers, CJ and Jim were tied. But after the heat and the feature, CJ picked up some spots. C.J. Creech out ahead by nine points. Dustin Hayden losing some ground after an uncharacteristic night for him. He, he is third, 31 points back. Uh, the championship battle is going to come right down to the wire. And then I will admit I kind of overlooked the 602 modified points because um, it's been a little while since we've seen him run. Uh, Bud McIntyre had a one-point lead over Christopher Hatton after the races. It is now four points. Kurt Hatton third in points. Tom Torino, Rob Schultz, the top five there. And you gave me that look, but Kurt has been in every race, so that that pays dividends. So that's where we're at with the points. Any he's the Rick Ware. So that's that's you know what our podcast shares the initials of Rick Ware Racing. So I know because okay, so how this is how I know that when I went to go to the merchandise, which by the way you can still buy. It's just I don't have time, but you can still buy it. Um, I wanted to do RWR. It's on back order. It's, it's not on back order. I just have to have time. Your time is on back order. My time is on yeah. backward. Backwards? Your tie is on backwards. I can't hey. talk today. It's all right. Okay. I'll give you a so, pass tonight. So my bad day, like my not being able to function started real early this morning. It took me four tries to back into my parking spot at work. I usually get it like the first try. And I'm like, I don't know. Here's your sign to just like, park normal and just pull in it's a really small parking lot i prefer uh, to back in gotcha but i'm like I, I i walked in i'm like rob sorry i can't function today it just took me five times <laughs> to back in now it's five it's oh, <laughs> it was a ridiculous amount but no i can still i can still make sure it's anyways um i so i wanted to do like the initials racing with ryan and i did it on a mock-up with the microphone i'm like that oh, rwr yeah. that's why i don't like going with the initials they're tainted initials don't say to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on the night at New Smyrna. I'm glad we got to race. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, definitely a late night. But again, we, we kind of all knew it was going to be uh, that rain delay, about a 30-minute rain delay. Uh, if that didn't happen, we would have been out at a respectable time for everything that was going on. Everybody so. else got out of there before like 1230. Why didn't well, you get home till 230? Because I, I freaking hung around and had a drink with EJ. Because if I wasn't here with your child that was off at 1131 well, to party, wh- dad, dad why there. is it that I can only go over there if you're there? That's not fair. They were, everybody was sleeping when I got home. It was fine. Peyton wasn't, was she? She was awake waiting for dad. Hey, nobody in this house. The Dawson <laughs> was sleeping. Peyton Even Gordy to to was pacing. until I put her down when I got home. So that's cute. All right. That's enough of the first it's segment. disgusting. What? It's cute. It's very cute. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> All right. We're going to take our first commercial break here, then we'll talk about what Dude, is coming damn up. damn commercials. I'm out. This week. No, I want you to do the... She... All right. Well, then, then I'll save that one for later. Um, so we'll take our first commercial break here. Um, do not hit the fast forward button. You are not allowed to skip the commercials. 
Um, big thank you, of course, to our good friend EJ Wilcoxon at American Auto. Uh, he was one of the first major sponsors of the podcast. Uh, one of the first people to like really uh, support it, put his name on it, and uh, we appreciate that. He is pretty much a forever sponsor at this point. And uh, again, if you need anything done, tires, service, whatever it may be, check out American Auto at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, 386-428-1941 if you want to give them a call. For fast, dependable service, you can always count on our good friends at American Auto. Tell them the Racing with Ryan podcast sent you over there. Um, you know, you're, you all probably already know EJ if you're listening to this anyways, but tell them anyway. Um we also thank the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. They came on as an official sponsor of the show. They'll be in action this weekend. I know, I'm pretty sure this is the reason that Margo is looking forward to this weekend to go hang out with the Ground Pounder boys. Would you agree? Sure. Okay, there you go. From from the HBIC herself. Um, we also thank <laughs> brand new sponsor, uh, Do All Lawn and Tree. That is Doug Samian's company, you know. He, he came up to me in the pits and just said, hey, I want to support the show. I'm not good with computers, so I'm just going to hand you some cash. And he's like, you know, tell him if anyone needs a lawn mode, hit me up. So check out Do All Lawn and Tree. It's Doug Samian. Congratulations on your win, and thank you for coming on board and supporting the Racing with Ryan podcast. So we'll segue into the second part of the show, and this will probably be a quick segment, but um, Margo, I know you're not a big fan of these enduro crash them, smash them up type events. Um, do you like the kind of less gimmicky, you know, it's, it's like there's an enduro demolition derby burnout contest spectator racing that's basically the core of the show. No. You, compared to a crash-a-rama, is it better or worse? Don't like them either. You don't, don't like, like any of them. You don't like it at all? No. Are you glad the ground pounders get to come out and race and they are they're first and gonna just come out and race and, yeah, and then I get to drink and enjoy it. I'm gonna get roped into spotting for like nine people. I are, are scoring. spotting for what scoring? Yeah, probably. Tell them it's fifteen. No, fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars, little man. man. <laughs> um, no, I don't like it at all. I don't like the gimmicks. I'm sorry. I, to me, I don't like it on New Smyrna. I don't think it works. Two walls are not better than one. Um, I think it's all stupid. I think it's a money grab, and so far at New Smyrna, it's been a failed money grab. This one seems to be like, <sighs> I don't know. I, I see where I you're feel coming like, from. I feel like this one's going to be better than the other ones because finally it took like three years and five million people telling them to do it, but they finally opened the rules up because they realized that doing things the New Smyrna way wasn't doing nothing. Um, I'm really glad that I don't have a piece of shit enduro car taking up my driveway. Are you glad time. that phase of our life is over? Never again. No more decrepit race cars Mm-mm. sitting in the thing not getting worked on. Mm-mm. You don't miss it. Mm-mm. So I, I I know that that a lot of people share the same sentiment as Margot. Like some people, are like yeah, this is not a weekend of racing. Uh, I'm gonna go do something else. I'm not. You know, this is isn't for me, and that's fair. But. I think it's important to have at least one of these types of races. Like Thunder Road does one enduro. And it's a great way, in my opinion, to get people to come try racing. And hopefully you get them hooked. Um, you know, Brian Gaten did the enduro, came back out. Bruce Gaten came back out. Um, Eddie Evans, this is how he got into racing. Yeah, built an enduro I mean, Brian car. Brian Gaten and Bruce Gaten hadn't ran regular circle track events like ever in their lives. Well, no, except but those times no, where they ran New no. uh, Orlando Speed World for years. They raced a, before. But they got back into it oh. after running the enduro. Is my point. So you might get some people back into it. 
you might get somebody new hooked, like Eddie Evans. Say what you will about Eddie, but he got hooked on the enduro. Okay, and I, <laughs> I mean, pick are they your all on Falcons for the enduro? No, so there's a, a tread count on the tires and all this stuff. So, oh, so oh, Mister Tech Boy, I won't say who's doing tech. Have fun. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, I, I think these events are important. I, I think, you know, doing them once or twice at, at most a year is all you need to do. Um, but so while I hate them, I can appreciate it. Whatever, I enjoy. Like I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna go cheer for my friends. This is stupid. I will always support right. my friends. And there's enough of your friends that'll be out there for you to cheer for. I so. really want to do the powder puff race. Somebody give her the keys. She'll bring it back clean. I mean. Just don't let her back it in. Sir. It doesn't have camera, honey. Your mother's car doesn't have a camera, and it's backed in under the yeah, carport perfectly fine. Better than you could do. I don't. Yeah, I just pull straight in. So. You're not an overachiever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, definitely not. I just get it done. I, I think, it, honestly, if even if it was, like, ground pounders are racing this week, so I have to go. <laughs> I'd probably. Excuse oh, me. Wow, that, that's. I would lovely. probably still go just because I think Dawson's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind the Enduro so much because, well, New Smyrna, it just looks like a regular feature race. Um, but the Demo Derby, that's okay. I don't know. The way the pit wall moves, it's dangerous to me. Um, it ain't no dangerous than having a 20-car bomber race. The burnout contest, the best part was Uniel Diaz. Like, He's coming back. Can't, really? For the, for the burnout, yeah. I was going to message him. I miss him so much. He's yeah. so fun to have around. Um, the ugly car competition, I we're not doing it's that. It's stupid. We're not doing that. It's a waste of time. Like that kind of stuff is stupid. Yeah, I mean, I that would be better if we had actual judges, but it's just it it takes up too much time, and I'd rather just see people do the burnout than we do the demolition derby, then we go home. Um, yeah, I I know that, and some people you know feel disrespected because it pays like three thousand to win. It's look, okay. <laughs> Everybody can compete in this, so... Let me just... If, if you feel disrespected because the Enduro pays 3000 to win, Ground Pounders race for free... All and, year long. And know that they were added onto this event because, one, I called because we, we've we rained out three of our races. We have yeah, one points race on. Yeah, you guys are on this event, so... We, we are yeah. normally on it. We have one points race on. And guess what the Ground Pounders bring to the back gate? And they don't have to hand it right back to them. Money. Yep. And they know this. It's when I called Dallas Andro, I was like, "Hey, um, I think I'm going to see if we can get added to Armadillo because we only have one points race left. We have a really tight points battle, ish. Like at one race, like if Art Kuzman breaks this weekend, Scott Cutter could get the points battle. Um, and we've got a lot of cars coming back. Um, I'm fairly certain Jody Modine will be back this week, and I'm so hear. excited. He's cancer free. I just I can't wait to see them and give him a hug. If he's not back this week, I think it's maybe next month. Uh, John Smith is back. Scott Cutter will be there. Hank Sanders will be there. Um, that one guy that's leading the points. I just said his name. Art Koonsman will be Koonsman. there. Yeah. Like these guys know that they got added on because they're going to be helping the track. If you want to talk about divisions that support New Smyrna Speedway, that and the six o twos race for free. Oh, but they only bring like 10 to 12 cars. Who cares? Certain ones only bring four or to seven. 
They could bring two cars one week. It takes two cars to make a race. I don't want to see any of y'all. The the, the JNC Grand All Modifieds race for a couple thousand to win or whatever it is. I don't want to see anybody, oh, they only bring this many cars and then see y'all's asses up at Gator Gator Nationals where there's only two cars on the track at a time. One of the highest car counts last week was the 602 Modifieds to come race for free because they're wanting to become a thing. So, um, you know, again, if this race isn't for you, that's fine. And I've gotten criticism because, oh, you hyped this event up so much. Here's the thing. Ain't nobody, nobody, ain't nobody, and I mean it, going to buy a sportsman two weeks ahead of a sportsman twin 50 to come race. But somebody could go out and buy a junk car and come race this Enduro in two weeks, in two days. It's so easy. Even Steven can do it. Exactly my point. We proved that, uh, you know, we did have a little bit of help, but sometimes it takes a little bit. Grab your buddies, strip a car out, have a few beers, order a pizza, get some wings, strip the car out, and come racing. Boy, you didn't order a pizza. I had to cook all you people meals. You offered. I know, I'm just kidding. So. I had to cook. Okay. uh, Sorry, let me rephrase. Have your girlfriend buy everybody some beer and have your girlfriend cook some chicken and rice and strip out the car. And chicken and yellow rice or jambalaya? No, you made chicken and yellow rice. I specifically remember Dustin, Dustin Hayden and, and, and Daniel sitting at the table or all eating. <laughs> Family dinner. I brought him a hammer. It's the tiny one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dustin looks at me like, you. you and I was like, I don't stupid. care that you guys are working, but we all have to like family dinner. Yep. It's, Family dinner. Everybody's sitting there I'm sorry. stuffing our faces. If there's people at my house, there is food. Ask Austin. It's usually a feast when he comes over. But no, I, I look, I do put some effort into advertising this. I want, you know. I, I'm hoping to reach new people, get new people out there, get them hooked, get new fans hooked. I want them to come out and see the real racing too. Um, but but it, if, it's, if, if real racing is more your thing and you're looking for somewhere to go this weekend. There's good racing going on elsewhere too. Citrus has the Wheelman Series. Somebody please go and keep me updated. Yep. Uh, Super Late's at 417. Um, oh. I think Auburndale's doing some stuff. Again, watch the hot mic tomorrow. We've got plenty to talk about. Yeah, somebody um, watch. I'm tired of being their only li- Yeah, thanks. Thank you for the support, Margo. Um, hopefully people no, watch I, after the fact. I'm saying like share no, know, it and I like... I know what you're saying. Sub- yeah. It's, it hasn't taken off because since we started the damn show, there's been nothing but rainouts. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, but no, I, I do put some effort into this and, and William Hyman and E&H car crushing, crushing stepped up to make it 3000 to win. So yeah, they're getting some extra pop on the advertising, trying to get people out there. And I'll tell you, I opened up the registrations, as I always do. Nobody registers for the weekly shows. Uh, for the last couple of Enduros, it's been a struggle to get like four or five people to register. I have almost 20 registered. And these are people that, you know, now I get it. The pre-registrations, maybe they come, maybe they don't. Um, but nine times out of ten, I get three, four, five registrations, and then four to five times that actually show up. So this is... And I know of more people coming that aren't going to register because people ask, oh, is it mandatory to register? No, it's not. It's just, it helps me promote because I'm coming up with this thing. Everybody that registers, or their name's going to go on the thing. And I did it a couple of years ago for the Bad Bunny, and I'm going to put that out on like Thursday and just kind of as a thank you, kind of hype it up. Um, but my point here is there should be plenty of cars. Uh, the Bad Bunny has struggled. Um, I think this is going to be the best armadillo. Um, is Zach Curtis, William Hyman going to go out there and be hard to beat? Probably, I don't care who wins the damn thing. Um, I don't care who runs where. I just want to see a bunch of cars. I want to see people go have fun. I want to see you guys put on a show for the fans. I had talked to David Costello. I think they're working on something. Are they? I Good. I talked to him a few weeks ago. Because so. he's, he's run. He asked me when the last Enduro, or when the next Enduro was. And I'm like, uh, two weeks. Yeah, he he's run the last two. So, uh, of course, the, the race got preempted last year. 
due to the wall repairs, but uh, it is back. So I'm thinking it's going to be a good show. So you got the the 3,001 Enduro, top three payout there. And again, well, why does it pay more? Well, they only pay the top three, everybody else. Thank you so much. Glad you had a good time. Um, Enduro pays out top three. Demo Derby's going to pay out the top three. Uh, pretty good money, too. I was talking to a demolition derby guy, and he's like, I don't understand why more people don't come. That is the best payout you'll ever find in the state. Now, I don't I don't know that for sure, but he said, you know, you guys have, have a great show. It's fun. We're going to be there uh, just for the demolition derby. Um, hope more people show up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, spectator racing, 500 bucks to win. Uh, come, Somebody come beat the Mustang. And, I mean, that right there, that's going to steal the show probably. Powder puff race. If someone wants to let Margo drive, I approve. Um if somebody wants to let Peyton drive, I'll think about it. Um, if somebody wants to let Dawson drive, go for it. No? Turn one is his biggest hit. Oh, see what you did there. Um, there's also the burnout contest. Can't reach the, can I do the burnout? I need new tires. Can I do the burnout contest? Not in the Durango. EJ. <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, if EJ wants to bolt you on some... Uh, some Hoosiers to go out there and burn out. It would go ahead. I think that would piss a lot of people off considering you can barely bolt Hoosiers onto some race cars out there. No kidding. So scratch that idea. Um, but no, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. The Enduro should be a great race. Um, again, I think the I think this year's Bad Bunny will rival the last one. And my it, favorite Armadillo, I think it was Armadillo moment, is still Jared Zebley becoming the mm. rolling chicane. That was the first the one. Cone. Yeah, he was stuck in turn four the entire race. Nobody like, I was terrified. I'm glad he got out. I'm glad he got out because he was driver's side door facing. Like, yeah. where were you when Jared Zebley became the choose cone? The choose cone. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think NASCAR saw that video I was and was scoring like, we need to bring that back. Oh, that's right. That's I was right. scoring for him. Oh, I need to know if the brother brother to Bromley are running. Well, I, I spoke one to them last week, and at the time, they didn't have plans. Then I said... I know you guys got cars. He goes, oh, yeah, we got cars. I'm like, <laughs> put Daniel. I, I looked at Daniel and said, talk Tony into it. So who knows? Maybe they'll come out. Just put Daniel's bomber in it. What's the worst that could happen? It gets taken out every other weekend. Blow some holes in his ship. No, he blew a hole in his ship. He blew a hole in his Transmission, axle. I think. Axle. axle? Yeah. Same Tony, thing. Tony guess, texted Guess me. where the uh, axle goes into. Oh, and by the way, if you message me on Facebook on Saturday and it's showtime and I don't message you back till afterwards, I apologize. I'm really not focused on my phone. Um, I'm not ignoring you and, and I'm trying Unless to it's avoid me that he's ignoring me. Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm also trying to avoid, uh, race spoilers. So my phone is kind of tucked away anyway. So what, what he's saying is if you need him, don't, if you really need me, um, do not say text to me. Don't text so me. So many people do. I texted Ryan, but he didn't answer. Okay. And I couldn't tell. What? During the race? <laughs> I couldn't tell you where the Guys, hell I'm a little, he is. I'm a little preoccupied on race days, so. Once I get to so the track, people, man. Every time I say, where's Ryan? I don't know. This is where I come to get away from him. Right? Now I get to go to work, so I don't have to say that. I know. Now you might actually like being around me. Yay. Might. Might. <laughs> might. Uh, but no, looking forward to the Armadillo 100. Thanks to uh, thanks to William Hyman, E&H Car Crushing, uh, Andy Morrison, all those guys uh, coming together, beefing it up a little bit. I'm very excited about the new rules. I like, I like including you know, within the realms of safety. I like it being open. Um, My goodness. I tried real hard to do that off. It's it's whatever. I've I've coughed. I've yawned. It's it's all good. I'm not cutting any of it out because that puts more work. Um, But no, I'm really looking forward to this event. The Enduro should be great. Hopefully we get some demo cars. I know we got a couple of them signed up already. Uh, The Spectator Race, if we can get 10, 12, it'll be... uh, 
It, that that right there will be a great part of the show. Hopefully, there's some powder puff racers. Um, just come out and have fun. Anybody can participate. Go online, look at the rules, get your friends out there, and um, have a good time. Because here's why I like these events. Um, I have a lot of fun with these events. I get to be silly. I don't have to take it all seriously. I get to say silly things. I'm going to pick on you. So um, if you send me a message and say, oh, I heard what you said, I'm trying to be entertaining, folks. My Part of my job is to tell stories and be entertaining. So, yeah, it, I might tell a story about you. You don't have to like it, but just know it's not a personal attack. I'm just telling some stories. Just like when I picked on Brandon Monroe and I called him a fool for getting in a wreck that he was like nine car lengths back from. And we texted about it, and all he did was laugh. He laughed, 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 because he understands it's all part of the game. But I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see who I'm going to pick on this weekend and talk about on the podcast next week. So, with that said, take another commercial break, and we'll head to the last part of the show here. We'll recap the... (coughs) Excuse me. Recap the Bristol Night Race, the conclusion around one of the NASCAR playoffs, and Margo has a little special segment that she's going to lead here. What? Your songs. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, way to give it away. Give it yeah. Away. Well, away. that's that's away. called that's what we call in the business a tease, ma'am. Um, so let's thank our sponsors here. Um, do you want to do the do you want to do yours now or do you want to wait? <sighs> I just messed up my playoff grid. Way to go. Damn it. Can you do your sponsor plug now? Who? Schultz. Come on, you know all about the company now. No, I don't. Yes, you do. We like to thank our good sponsor, Schultz Fuel Cells and Schultz Engineered Products. Um, th- this is living proof that the sponsorship works because they just got a new employee this week. Your main dist- NASCAR's official distributor. Yes. What do they make for um, NASCAR? Fuel recovery systems, uh, dump cans. Uh, they also do some aviation stuff, DP gauges. Uh, Sorry, deep pressure gauges. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you clarified my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they do so much cool stuff. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I I could tell. Um, yeah, you, know, you were having a great time because you're like, man, look look at this. this is going to Hendrick Motorsports, or this is going to this, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was doing filing, and I'm like, it's so cool to see Kyle Busch Motorsports and Penske Racing. Um, yeah, no, they just do. Uh, they are the leading manufacturer, and I think official. Um, like fuel cell, they do the fuel cell bladders. The actual cells, the dump cans yep. for the Cup Series, um, they just got approved for Arca and Penties. Mm-hmm. That was just announced yesterday, I believe. And they're they're the ones that engineered the the self ventilating yes the self ventilating fuel cans yeah. to where they didn't need the catch can anymore. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was Schultz. That's awesome. That's so cool. So it's, cool. It's so cool. <laughs> and that is Rob Schultz, driver of the 10, uh, 602 mod. So if you ever see him in the pit, say hey, great guy. A lot of fun to talk to. A little bit of a squirrel. He's all right. But that, that aren't we all at times? So, a uh, big thank you to, for them uh, to sponsor the show. Um, they're still Thanks looking for, for help, sponsoring correct? Sponsoring my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for sponsoring our life now, as a matter of fact. So, uh, st- they're still looking for some help. Yeah, and I'm not really sure. I know they want machinists. If you can work a CNC, uh, lathes. Uh, I Ooh, don't think they need well. I can work a lathe. I can also work a CNC machine. But have I'm you not- ever seen what happens if you get caught in one of those? It's bad. It's real bad. Oh, my God. You're an idiot. Yeah, I know. Um, a lot of machine work is done there. So um, if you like that kind of thing, give them a call. Yeah. You can reach out to them at uh, 732-922-4334. 
Or you can email Rob himself at rob at schultzproducts.com. That is rob at schultz, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, products.com. We appreciate them. Make sure your, your fuel cell is safe. Make sure you get a Schultz fuel cell on your race car. Um, we also thank Bromley Motorsports. Hopefully we'll see them this week. I know they've had a rough couple of weeks. Tony's going to win that Bomber V Championship, so I'm happy that they're going to get a, uh, a track championship. Hopefully Daniel can get his luck turned around. Hopefully we see them with a couple of cars for the Enduro. I feel like they're they're going to regret if if they're not there for it. They'll they'll probably they'll have a little bit of FOMO. Maybe they'll get out there. What are they going to miss? Lap one? No, lap two. Probably. They, they like this kind of racing. They go to they go to Citrus. They but go to Orlando. Summer, okay, I will take it back. Daniel made. Daniel did fine last time. Almost the whole race. Yeah. So Tony, um, however, <laughs> Tony ain't got no luck in these names. Stepped names. on his tally whacker. <laughs> But no, we, we thank them for their Don't support. Don't kill me. And um, give a shout out to uh, Seventy Motorsports. I think uh, you know after uh, after Chris's tough month, um, you all right there? I'm fine. Just gonna say after Chris's tough tough month, appreciate them still supporting the podcast here, and uh, hopefully we'll see Chris back on track one of these days. And uh, just want to thank all of our sponsors, all of our supporters, for keeping the show going. So. Let's move into what will be the final part of the show here. Do you want to do? Do you want to do your thing? You want to look no, over your playoff grid? No, I want to do mine last. You want to do yours last? Going to skip it anyway. No, they're not. I, I think it's a cool segment. Um, playoff grid. Do you want to look at your playoff grid? I just did. How, I messed it up. How bad did we do? Huh? Okay, so I said that Dylan Sendrick, Suarez, and Briscoe. Who were the hell is Dylan Sendrick? Is that Austin's brother? Oh, I'm kidding. Go. Sorry. I'm done. I said Austin Dillon, Austin Sendrick. I don't like the name Austin, clearly. Yeah. Daniel Suarez. No. I'm sorry. I said Austin Dillon, Austin Sendrick, Chase Briscoe, and Christopher Bell would be out. I didn't even get one right. No, you got Dillon. Oh, yeah. Dillon's I out. That, that's satisfying. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. And the only one I got right was was Dillon. Uh, Briscoe's in. Suarez is in. Bowman is in. Uh, to me, those are all surprises. Uh, the biggest surprise is... Don't even, because you're just going to gloat. The biggest surprise... <laughs> Bless you, Gordy. Excuse you, dog. My goodness. Last <laughs> I, week it was a bug. I this week see, I never dog. hear him sneeze. There it is. Uh, the biggest surprise to me was was Kevin Harvick basically being out before Bristol, he had to win Bristol to get in. Kyle Busch didn't have to. Kyle Busch just had really, really tough luck with the engines. Um, really shocking to, to have Reddick, Harvick, and Bush out. The most ironic thing, though, if you really break it down, all RCR-affiliated drivers in some way, shape, and form are out. Austin Dillon drives for them now. Has no talent. Uh, Kevin Harvick used to drive for them. Ran out of talent. Tyler Reddick drives for them now. Eh. And then Kyle Busch is going to drive for them. Has and they're the all out of out the playoffs. Of so... Still alive are all of them, are all of the rest of them <laughs> Elliot, Logano, Chastain, Larson, Byron, Hamlin, Blaney, Bell, who's done really well lately, Briscoe, Suarez, and Cindric are still alive in Bowman. Look, I'm still safe for my bottom, my, my final four. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm still safe. I'm hoping maybe I can go to the Homestead race. Hmm. Maybe. We're, we'll talk about that later. I'm hoping, I, I would love to go to Homestead. I've never been there. Um, I think it would be cool to take Dawson, just the two of us, just go. 
I'd probably have to like arrange sleeping plans. It's an all right. It's it's an all right facility. Well, I just said Dawson had so much fun at Daytona. I think Homestead would be fun too. Daytona blows Homestead away. As far as the that's fine. I just want him to experience different. But I think I think the Homestead race is going to be phenomenal with this new car. Or I would love to take him to like Atlanta. That one's pretty close. That's about as bad a drive going to Miami. Maybe I'll just go to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, Um, they're they're about as as close to each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that maybe I can go to the Homestead race. I think that'll be cool because after Homestead, you've got Martinsville and Phoenix. Martinsville's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. I think Homestead and Phoenix are going to be the best two races. I think... I mean, other than Talladega. I think Stenhouse Homestead will be the best race of the rest of the playoffs. Babe. Yes. Sorry. Ryan. Yes. We have 19 winners. We do. Ricky Stenhouse is going to win Talladega. That's 20. So you think we're going to get to 20? And then I have to thank you all to us and won a race. Blaney, Martin Truex. Truex. No, Blaney's going to win Charlotte. Blaney's going to Okay, he's going to win the Roval? Yep. All no, right. He's not. No. I can dream. Maybe he will. He could. I mean, look, we have Talladega coming up. There could be easily be a new winner Tommy, there. Tommy, we're getting 21 drivers. And I'm sorry, I didn't expect Eric Jones to win Darlington. Didn't ex- really didn't expect Chris Busher to ever win anything. <laughs> and uh <laughs> glad you said it so didn't, I didn't expect have to. didn't expect uh uh, Bubba to get a win either. So, I mean, literally anything can happen. There are, uh, obviously, it's easy to point Martin Truex, uh, Blaney. I feel like McDowell could sneak in a win at Talladega or somewhere like that. The Roval, perhaps. Uh, Justin Haley is a fringe top 10 driver. Mm. Maybe he locks into something. I mean, there are there are enough drivers out there to where we get to 20 wins, but I'm going to say that it doesn't happen. I think playoff-eligible drivers win the rest of the races from here on out. No. No? No. That's that's my prediction. I'll drive to Alabama. Ricky Stenhouse can win. If you drove to Alabama, he'd be out on lap two. Just More to spite time you. For me for to look at his butt. You wouldn't see it. He'd go to his motorhome and go away. You heard Kyle Bush's interview and they're like, You're gonna stick around and see if you're gonna make it. He goes, Ah, eh, once they clear me, I got kids to get home to. Ricky Stenhouse doesn't have any kids. He could. I didn't know he couldn't. He could be a stepdaddy. No. <laughs> Absolutely not, ma'am. Not here. He could be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough to be. Um, we are the same age. <laughs> Ish. I ha- I have to pick. Look, I have to pick. Um, so yeah, our top four. I, I got Elliot Logano, Larson, Hamlin. Who's your top four again? Your final four. Elliot Logano, Byron Chastain. So all of those drivers are safe, and um, we just did really bad in round one. So we'll see how all of that plays out going forward. Um, Wanted to get your thoughts on the Bristol race. What did you think? Was it a good race or was no, it a bad race? It was terrible. Did, what made it terrible to you? What Absolutely. made it terrible? What was it that was terrible? This freaking car sucks. Sucks. On short tracks. Sucks. You think it sucks, period? It sucks on short tracks. On short tracks, it sucks. The power steering, what the hell? Power steering? Well, why? <laughs> Maybe they the, need some O-rings. The tire thing, I understand, because that's a setup tire pressure issue. Well, and this you was a brand, tire oh, we have a bit on Bristol in this new car because we decided to waste our time and put dirt on it. Everybody's saying, oh, NASCAR's got to do this. Goodyear's got to do that. No, the the, tire, the the sidewall of the tire is, it's a low-profile tire. You don't have so much sidewall. There's not as much flex. It doesn't have as much give. You got to get the air pressures up. Simple fact. Just get the air but pressures just the up. random like power steering problems and that the was engines sad. blowing. It's just crappy ass parts. Crappy ass part. Best part of the race. Martin Truex Jr. flipping off oh, his engine. Oh, absolutely. That was. I was. 
I was watching. You were still awake when I was watching <laughs> at that bar. I feel like you wanted to stay up just to see if I caught that exactly because I was why. like, wait a minute, did I just see that? Because I was half paying attention. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I need to go to bed before Kyle Bush breaks because yeah, you you're going to be excited. You didn't want to hear me gloat. No. Well, I'll tell you, Kyle Bush blowing up. And, and I really then, didn't like seeing RFK get a win. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not. I a big do fan. not like Brad Keselowski. And you don't like Busher because he took your boy's ride. Exactly. I was listening to Davy Siegel, my favorite uh, TikToker who does the NASCAR recaps, and he has oh yes, he yes. has captions on on his videos, yeah. and it said Rat Keselowski. Rat Keselowski. I mean, that's accurate. in your mind. That's him. accurate. That's exactly him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought the race was shit. I thought it was chaotic for all of the wrong reasons. Yep. Like as yeah, I, was, I expected it to be a good race. You know, we've got Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick, whose championship, huge championship implications. implications. And then just fucking like for parts, for parts failure. Not even like a Kyle Busch being like making the comeback of Rowdy. It was just Kyle Busch's Pistons getting rowdy or whatever the hell it was. I don't know what it was, but his team has admitted that it was their fault. I feel like... Mm-hmm. I mean, engines are... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Engines are fickle beasts. I mean, they're under a lot of stress and a lot of moving parts and stuff happens. Wait, what? There's moving parts in an engine? Yeah, a lot name of friction. Them. Name them. Name uh, name the... F- push rod. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... Crankshaft. T- <laughs> I have a t-shirt in the room that says Yank My Crank and it's got a huge crankshaft on it and I really want to wear it to work, but I can't. Don't do that. I can't. Don't do that. Um... Damn it, I forgot what See, I was he, say. Oh, I would like you to tell me what the four strokes of an engine are. One, <laughs> two, three, and four. No. You guys know, if you listen to this, you know I'm not mechanical, so no, I don't know what she's asking me. What are they? Suck, squeeze, bang, blow. No, 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 that's what, never mind. No, um, use your head. There's uh, intake. Squeeze, compression, bang. Pistons. Is uh Well that's the that's the spark. Spark. Yeah. Blow is exhaust. Okay. That makes sense. Jim okay. Snyder had never heard that. Jim Snyder had never heard suck squeeze. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't Jim. But I said something about it and they're like, I've never heard of suck squeeze bang blow. There's another David LeBeau told me one that like <laughs> I can't remember what it is. There's all kinds of different ways to remember these things. Is it NSFW? I can't remember. Well, suck, squeeze, bang, blow, blow is pretty NSFW. <laughs> I, I had a shirt that yeah. I wore to automotive school that uh, said that, and I got kicked out. <laughs> of course you <laughs> did. I told I had to go home and change. Did. And I'm oh, like, we're God. literally in an automotive class. The issue was that I was the only female in the class, and I wore that shirt. <laughs> right, so you just caused all the commotion. Right. Um, here's what I'll say. I think this year with this car, it's going to be an anomaly. Uh, we're learning this car. Um all the parts come from the same manufacturer. So it's not like, it's not like every other car where the teams are responsible for the parts and the pieces and they can manipulate more things. You can't anymore. So you, it's like a grab bag. It's like Kyle Busch said, we buy these cars at Walmart. They're all coming from the same place. So we're going to see a lot of trial and error with this thing. And this year, while it's had some really good moments, it's had some cringy moments. And Bristol was, like I said, it was chaotic for all the wrong reasons. As I'm sitting there watching the race and Kyle Busch blows up, and you had the big wreck, and the big wreck happens, and Kyle Busch still almost qualified. Like, he still almost made it through the next round. But I, people kept falling out. I wanted to high-five Austin Dillon because he said that Ricky, he was like, Ricky Stenhouse got taken out. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a jab. 
You're an um, asshole, but hey, it's kind of funny. You know, it's just... Usually Bristol is chaotic because there's crazy racing. Like last year, it wasn't a wreck fest, but you had that crazy moment with with Harvick and Elliott, and that kind of started that rivalry. Oh, yeah. um, this year was just whose car would stay together. I think like 12 cars I or something. I thought for sure PJ McLeod was going to win, and his money wasn't going to jiggle jiggle. It was going to fold. It was going to fold, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it was kind of like... BJ McLeod was like day warning in the sportsman race. Like, hey, I'm just going to let all these guys take each other out. Except and he didn't get hit. Well, that wasn't Dave's fault. He spun to avoid. He spun in to him. Dave kidding, said, well, I could T-bone this guy or I could spin. Or he can T-bone me later. It's wrinkle up my fender. <laughs> um, but no, it was just, you know, when Kyle Busch blew up, the first thing Rick Allen goes, and he's out of the playoffs. And I'm thinking, well. And then Bubba Wallace came back out. Or no, something happened. Bubba Wallace came back happened, out. The big wreck happened. So then he, Kyle was back in. And then Bubba came back out, and Kyle was back out. And I'm just like, oh, Bubba shit, came I out, can't and then Blaney came back out. And then Logano. That's a loud vehicle. Oh my God. That's a helicopter. That's an airplane. Yeah. yeah. It's still a vehicle. Um, I was right. Um, Transportation. But Blaney came back out. Logano fell out. Uh, Gibbs fell out, so there was more positions to be had, and they just what was I need, he? I need Blaney to have one good night. I can't have Austin on like life support every weekend. Sock vacation watch. <laughs> I can't. But no, it was just I don't need one of my best friends. To, like the like, race had plenty of intriguing moments. It just wasn't was for the wrong reasons. For the, exactly, and I don't like it. The racing wasn't that great. Uh, there was only twelve lead changes in a five hundred lap race. Uh, there was only two green flag passes for the lead. I would like to know its report card. Enough about it. Oh, I have Ooh, that. Excuse me. I did. I did score that, and I don't have the the computer back here anymore because life has changed. So I took and a screen grab changed. of my score. What do you think, guys? What do you think it scored? Four. Just take a wild. Maybe guess. a six. Maybe a six. I would rate it a four. You would rate it a four. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's my official score for the Bristol Night Race, won by Chris Busher which that will factor into a little bit of this. The racing, I gave it a two. It just wasn't that great. The high line was dominant. I like Bristol being bottom dominant. Um, excitement, I gave it a nine. And again, it was exciting oh, for yeah. the wrong reasons. But it was still exciting. Like I sat, like, I was up till five in the morning finishing this race because... You're dumb. I, I'm, yes, I am. Um, but I also, I had to know what was going to go down. Couldn't so, wait until the next one. No, because then you couldn't scroll through Facebook to follow. I gotta set my fantasy team on Sundays. Sorry, um, I, I have to stay undefeated. <laughs> they, hmm. you're like shut up. Uh, the finish I gave it a one because just like now, here's where I'm gonna gripe. These pit crews should never have pitted at the end of the race because if you watch the truck race and the Xfinity race, the person with track position in the lead. Won every single one of those races. And what? what the, per did. the person in the lead won the race? After the last pit stop because they stayed out. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they, they didn't pit and they won the race. And Is that what Busher. stayed out means? Yes, okay. it, that's what it means. So okay. I get the finish of one. Lead changes with only 12. It scores a three. Enjoyment, a seven. I mean... You Kyle, only enjoyed it because Kyle, Kyle Busch didn't transfer. And there was there was chaos. I'm team chaos. Um, but overall, you were very close. It scored a 4.4. So that puts our overall rating now, Margo, at a six point six seven. I couldn't could just be one. And I, I think it I think by the end of the year it's probably gonna be a six point five or a six point eight when we're all sudden done with this experiment. Um so any final thoughts on the, the Bristol race? No. 
No. No. Um, most shocking elimination. Kyle Busch. Yeah. Okay. I figured you would say that. Mine is Tyler Reddick. Who's going to win Texas? Who's going to win Texas? Okay. So my overall tech, and I picked Danny Hamlin every week, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, my Texas winner is Joey Logano. Yeah. 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 Um, my person who hasn't won a race this year that I think could win, Ryan Blaney. I've got Denny Hamlin for the win. Oh my god! Okay, but that's because other than Jimmy, other fair. than Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson has seven wins at Texas. Denny Hamlin has four. Okay, I mean strength in numbers, right? Who's your Who's your non-winner winner? Who you got? Blaney. Blaney. Okay, that's pretty easy. Blaney. I just want him to have a good night. I, I think Texas is probably going to be pretty boring. The all-star race was junk. Um, I think we're going to have tire issues again because we had tire issues. Remember Ross Chastain yeeted over Kyle Busch and almost went oh, over? I would pay to see Ross Chastain yeeted again. Just not taking out Chase Elliott this time. Chase Elliott's the point leader again, by the way. Yay. Because of his playoff points. Yay. So he's back up on the top. That's Yay. Good. You want to do your segment? And then we'll close this thing out and go to bed. Yeah. All right. Before we do that, well, Margot pulls that up and gets that ready. She's going to lead the last segment of the show. I want to thank our last remaining sponsors here. Big thank you to our good buddy, Ron Alessandro, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Again, stay tuned. Coming up uh, when he begins the, the holiday orders, we'll have that uh, code, the discount code, but that is 124 Welding and Fabrication. I will have it next week. Next week, perfect. Um, you can grab some great products, uh, some handcrafted metalworkings on his Etsy store. Just go to Etsy. Etsy.com, search 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up, and uh, you can support one of our show sponsors here. Big thank you to Andy Morrison with Never Give Up. He's going to have some ENH car crushing hats available this weekend as part of the ENH car crushing Armadillo 100. So we appreciate that. Good to see Andy at the racetrack as always. Um, we also thank Jeff White Racing, one of our big sponsors here, and brand new to the show here this week. We welcome. Jay Zebley race cars, who, uh, you know, if you know, you know, but he's built a lot of those fast Fords out there and puts cages in cars. And um, a lot of people always ask me, you know, do you know of any cars for sale? Do you know anybody? Get with Jay Zebley race cars and they can help you get on race on, on the racetrack. So we welcome them on board and we thank all of our great sponsors here. It's uh, really quite awesome that uh, we have this list. Um, I really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Um, it's really easy to say, I'm not going to give money to a little podcast, but, uh, you know, whether you consider it a sponsorship or just uh, support, we really, really, really do appreciate it. So thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you to everybody that does listen. And I'll remind you, um, it's just $5 an episode. So if you want to come on board, literally just tell me what you want me to say. Tell me your company name. Tell me, you know, I love Andy comes up to me every week and says, Hey, on your show this week, can you tell him this? Can you tell him that? That's all it takes guys. Uh, five bucks an episode, do one episode or be like EJ and just say, Hey, keep it going. Um, whatever works best for you, we'll make it happen. So we thank EJ's you for that. EJ's not the only one that does that. Well, that's just an oh, example. Never mind. Deron Alessandro pays I mean, me I, for this. If I were to go into every single detail about every sponsor, some people have different things they want to do. So that's what I'm saying is it's flexible. Um, so this will be. A quick segment here to end the show. Margo, uh, I, I love oh, you this. you think it's going to be quick? It might be. 
Okay, so my favorite part of the Bristol Night Race mm-hmm. is always just the, just the intros, the intros, the, intros, the, yeah. intros, the, the driver introductions. That's what I was looking for. I don't know why they make a huge spectacle out of it. Dawson and I sat down and watched it, and he was enjoying it. Is that better than the race? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hello, driver suit butts. Duh. But they still baggy, or do the drivers oh my grow? God, in? man. These guys need to get their moms apparently to measure them for their. Well, they're not football they're pants, honey. They can't all be Travis Kelsey, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we can't do the last segment of the show, Margo. I'm incapacitated. (laughs) Oh, my God. Go ahead. Keep going. So, anyways, my favorite Uh, part is the driver intro songs. And it always makes me think, I love the driver intro songs because I feel like it gives a little hint at what their personality is off the track, behind the scenes, what they're jamming out to on their way to the shop Monday morning after they've either won or lost or ran mediocrely. Mediocrely. So Ryan, what would what would? Yeah, you you asked me this Saturday and I didn't have an answer for you. No, um, you did. You gave me some Deftones song and I think that's stupid. Yeah. Oh, Rocket Skates by Deftones. Uh, but no, um, I did think of it and I know what it would be, and it would be 4D by Northline. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Like I'm like either that or what's the the bad blood runs deep. The, uh, uh, blood, bloodline. Bloodline. Yeah, like but that, that one. Was... It doesn't. That one doesn't start as. That one kind of ramps up. The 4D is like in your face right off, right off the get go. That'd be a fun song to come out to. Yeah, and I was super surprised. Bubba didn't do rock. He walked out to Tyler Childers. Huh. Is that country? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, his spotter on Door Run for Clear was like, yeah, I was shocked Bubba didn't come out to some screamy metal bullshit. Yeah. Um, let's see. The funny, I'm going to go through the ones that made me laugh now that I know your song. Okay. Um, <laughs> a little behind the scenes direction. Um, so let's see. <laughs> Tyler Reddick would be, oh shit. Did anybody come out to fuck a job? No. Oh, dang, man. But uh, So Kyle Busch came out to the Rowdy song by some idiot that wrote Stupid. a song about him. Tyler Reddick, damn it, he came out to something. I'm like, that he would. Beastie now, Boys. Um, no, that was Chris Buescher. No, was Chris, no it was Tyler on, Reddick. I have to pull it back up. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to walk pretty out sure, No. Pretty sure it was Reddick. You're wrong. What's that? Yes, voice sabotage by Yes, I, okay, okay, that's it. Hmm, um, sabotage. What happened to Kyle Bush? Engine sabotage. Tyler Reddick. What? There was one that made me crack. Oh, um, BJ McLeod walked out to my money don't <laughs> jiggle jiggle. It pulls, and I don't know why it cracks me up. Probably because I know BJ. That's one so of our just... favorite songs. We because Peyton still folds, so we oh, do that all the time. Okay, so I forgot I made a whole Facebook post about it, so I would remember to talk about it. JJ Yaley came out to "In the Air Tonight" by Phil Collins, and everything about him makes sense to me now. And then, um, Landon Castle doesn't strike me as a Panic at the Disco fan, but he came out to "Gotta Have High Hopes." That Ugh, song, that song yeah. sucks. Um, let's see. Corey LaJoy came out to Danger Zone. Okay. That's fair. That's a good one. Uh, but there was another funny one. Like, I don't know why it made me laugh. Oh, Ro- <laughs> it didn't make me laugh. It made me want to gag. Ross Chastain, because he is the ever so, um, you know, witty guy he is, walked out to Watermelon Crawl by Tracy Bird, which is a country song. So original. He should have done Watermelon Sugar. 
Um, Eric Almarola came out to Without Me by Eminem, which that's my song for George Gorham. That makes me think of George Gorham every time I hear it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Did anybody come out to It's Gone? No, Denny Hamlin walked out to Hard Knock Life from Annie, okay. and his daughters did like a little dance to it. It was the cutest cute. thing ever. It's fun um, to get your kids involved. They also did like the Raceway Ministries or whatever it is. I can't remember. That does the prayer and all that. The, the kids sang yeah. the national anthem, and that's the cool. Oh, I cool. love that part. Yeah. Touching. So what would be the song that you would walk out to then? Little Miss Can't Be Wrong by the Spin Doctors. It starts with it's been a whole lot easier since the very, bitch town. Very fitting because, you know, I was right about Tyler Reddick and you're like, no, no, it wasn't. Not even watch the shit. <laughs> um, or that like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong would be like the number one go to if they were like, no, nah, we can't do that. It says bitch like within the first two seconds. Um, hard Edited to ha- version. Hard to handle by the Black Crows. How does that go? The hey little thing, let me light oh. your candle, cause I'm on my own. No, that, that guy's not even saying words at that part of the song. I didn't realize that song was about sex. What isn't? Yeah. I mean, everything's about that. So I asked on my Facebook. Yeah. And I texted. This is, this, let's get to the good yeah, part. I texted yeah. some yeah. of my friends. Now, I have some answers that I was given, and then I also have my own songs that I would play for people. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to read them all because if I don't, somebody's going to get offended. Uh, Ron D'Alessandro said that he would walk out to woman. He gave me an entire set list. I just picked one. Uh, woman of Dark Desire by Bathory. I don't know. I automatically Why assume would like Ron Rancid come out to him. a song called Woman of Dark Desire. He's the naked welder. Don't ask questions. Uh, I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> Let's move on. Dalton Nelson said Open the Gate by Zach Bryan. Such a crazy song. That is about um, bull riding for sure. Good job. Whoa, wait, really? So, yeah, it's rodeo kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, um, I was literally kidding, but damn. Paul Kochi, Weed and Boys by Wiz Khalifa, because oh of God. course. Weed and Boys in the Wall. That's the end of the show. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> I would pick something by the rapper Paul Wall for him, the Iceman. Is there Paul really a... Yes. Really? Which leads me... Sorry, like, yeah. guys. I don't do rap. I just... I don't do rap and I don't do country. Um, and I don't do pop. Russ Moore, Thunderkiss 65. Okay. I could see it. All right. I could see that for Tom. <laughs> no, Tom would do like White Zombie or something. <laughs> Tom would do Rob Zombie. Let's get this right. Um, Mike Smith, Holler Boys by Upchurch because, of course, he mm, would. That sounds about right. Yeah. Tyler Prinesti has my favorite of all of them. My Give a Damn's Busted by Jody Messina. All right. I like that. It's painted on the back of the car. The previous owner had it on there. Um, Skinny said... Who the hell is Skinny? Whatever. Kenny. Solar Flare Homicide. That's that's a metal song. Sure. Who's it by? Did it say who's it by? Mirror. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Melanie Rogers said, I Can't Drive 55, and I love that song. It's a great song. Uh, Scott Cutter, War Pigs by Black Sabbath, and that is exactly the song I would pick. Scott Cutter's song should be Sideways. By Dirks Bank Bentley, is that who that is? I think I'm that's what I, so that's, proud it's of on you on my right playlist, now. so I see it a lot. Is, is it Dirk Dirk Dirks, Dirks ben, Bentley Brentley? Yeah, Dirks Bentley Bentley. Okay, uh, I'll get a little bit of sound warning. Good job. Yeah, uh, Mike totally Mc- not about racing, by the way. That's about getting drunk. Absolutely, uh, Mike McCollier, "Burning It Down" by Jason Aldean. <laughs> Jason Aldean, Shane. I love him. Um, I don't. George Spears said anything by Aaron Lewis, but I would automatically go by, with Country Boy by Aaron Lewis. I don't know why. What's like the most upbeat stain song? Because like, you want to come out to an upbeat song, right? So like I just Mud did. Shovel? 
You're on karaoke hour. Okay, but then I had some people didn't answer that I wanted to answer because I think it would be funny to see what songs they said. They didn't answer. So I came up with like a small list on my way to work today because I have nothing else to do. Wait, you, you should be. You should be on your way to work. You should not be coming up with lists. I was listening to music and I'm like, oh, this fits. Okay. Text to talk, right? No, I have a brain and I can remember things. Huh? I, it turns out after all, my song would not be the Scarecrow <laughs> if I only had a brain from Wizard of Oz. Um, Maybe that's he mine. Ding dong, the witch is done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, okay, my so, God. I love the end of these shows. So man. my mom used to say, so I came up with some songs that I would play for people. And this is my personal friends. Don't get offended. They won't. And if they do. You'll see it on Facebook. Bite me. But my mom used to say that if she ever walked out to anything, it would be Cowboy by Kid Rock. <laughs> she's questionable. Or Ba with the Ba. And which I'm cool with Kid Rock, except he's got like the I ain't straight out of Compton. I'm straight out the trailer. And that's always like my favorite line. I can't remember which song it is, though. Um, Dylan LeBeau, Cult of Personality, 100%. By Living Living Color, Living People, whatever. That song reminds me of him. I would play that for him. Can you stop playing oh, yeah. the toenail guitar? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with that. Uh, no, I, that Dylan's makes sense. good at guitar and drum, and every time I hear the drums and guitar for that, it makes me. That remember. makes perfect sense. Um, Matt Jarrett, "Give Heaven Some Hell" by Hardy. That's Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Shut up, Hardy. Um, or and if when they listen to this, because they better listen to this episode. Stop. Sorry, right, I'll put the guitar pick down. <laughs> if you weren't playing your freaking toenails with it, we could. <laughs> um, if it's not, give Heaven Some Hell. <laughs> Don't don't do it. There's equipment over here. Don't throw uh, anything at if me. If not, give heaven some hell by Hardy. Then 100% jump around by House of Pain. I like that. That's he a great song. He used to listen to that. Oh, I need, I need that on the playlist. You can't have it on the playlist. Do it is they, inappropriate. Do they curse? Yes. Oh, shit. Um, I'll serve your ass like John McEnroe. And if your mom steps up, on, if your I bitch steps up, I'm slapping I a hoe. I don't listen yeah, to the do. words that are playing on these songs that I don't listen to. Sorry. So... There's that. Matt used to listen to that every weekend before he raced in Orlando. Shane held. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. Uh, Don't stop till you get enough by Michael Jackson. It's an inside joke. He'll get it. Um, CJ Creech. I would play Grills by now. <laughs> Why? Because either, he likes to cook barbecue on the weekends or what? Either Grills by Nelly or Chain Hang Low by Jibs. Don't ask questions. What? What are these musics? <laughs> Like, what Monroe even gave is, me an answer that made so much sense for Brandon even, Monroe, and now I can't this? remember what it is, but I would play Cody Jinx for him. Okay, Cody Jinx? Uh, I would play Hippies and Cowboys by Cody Jinx, 100% right. for Brandon Monroe. Um, let's see. Dustin Higdon, I would play Cocky by Kid Rock. Okay. And then the last one that I ha- that I heard on my way to work that made me think of a race car driver was Thunderstruck, and obviously, like, automatically Daniel Webster. It's the lightning thing. Oh. No, he'd, he'd come out of that thunder... Are you the thunder song with the weird chirp chirps in it? Or Thunderstruck. So there's that. that oh, are probably, you talking about the Imagine Dragons? Of yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. And just for shits and giggles, Phil Jakes would walk out to Sound of Madness by Shinedown because he freaking hates that album. 
terrible person. So there's that. There's there's my song. Sorry, you guys had to listen to that. Clearly, I tortured you. You were playing the toe guitar. Oh, I was just I was jamming to the songs because you're talking about some songs. I knew some of them. Most yeah. of them I didn't. Other than that, you were just like, okay, wrap it up. I'm fed enough of them. No, I thought that was great. I wish we could do driver intros with songs like that for Governor's Cup. It would take too much time. You already said we need to stop wasting so much time. You do that during opening ceremonies when we have all those people talk. It takes a lot of time anyway. There was another one. What would be Dawson's walkout song? Oh, my God. Not to put you on the spot. Pick a Shinedown song. Planet Zero. No. No, he likes that boom ya boom ya song. Yeah, he likes Diamond Eyes. That one, yeah. Yep. That would be his. Yeah, probably. Yep. That or the Paw Patrol theme song. Peyton would come out to Bluey. <laughs> just sit there and... <laughs> okay, because we're going to get copyright. Oh, man. Um, anything uh, Anything you're looking forward to? Other than, you know, we got Armadillo this weekend. We got Texas. Anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? Anything else uh, you've had your eye on here before? We this weekend, no. Um, but I just saw the Bomber B thing for October 29th. Uh, yes. And I'm super excited about that. I want to be able to pump it up on here. I want to be able to get some more support because it's all going to Heart to Heart Breast Cancer Foundation. And, well... I don't know about y'all, but over here we sell, we support some boobies. Yeah, and that's that's all on Bob Say, uh, Orange Blossom Woodworks. That's his. Um, that's how he's like. That's his contribution for the sponsorship this year is to give back to the racers, give back to breast cancer. Um, he made a post today on the the Bomber Review page, and he tagged me in it, and I shared it right away. I just happened to be on Facebook this morning. And you shared know, it right away. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he he messaged me. He goes, "I hope you don't mind. I tagged you in that. I took the liberty to tag you in that." And I was like. No, absolutely not, man. I, I'm super stoked for this. It's going to be a bomber B dash for cash and got a and good I'm, shot to win some money in a 10-lap shootout. Yeah, it's like $300. Yeah, it's, and then 150 great. to second, and then I can't remember. And I'm sorry. I could be completely wrong. I'm sorry. each lap that each car completes, he's going to donate $10 to the Breast Cancer Foundation. Yeah, I think I'm going to match that. You're going to match that? No. I lied. You're going to do something. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do something. I'm going to do it in honor of my mom. I told Bob. Um, cause a lot of our listeners know, but maybe we have some new ones. I lost my mom to breast cancer in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> my life hasn't been the same since then. That's so there's not that. an easy thing. We are also, what episode are we on today? No, oh, man, 64, 65. I need to know because episode 68, which I think line, it would be October, the second week of October, third week of October. We are going to be all, we are going to be doing a $25 gift card giveaway. This is episode 65. Okay, three weeks. I think it's, I don't know, maybe we'll do 50. We'll see, but I'm going to do a gift card um, giveaway somehow, and it's going to be like a restaurant gift card, not a parts store gift card. Take y'all significant others who deal with your racing all year, all year long out to dinner. So we're going to support the wives that support our lives. Support the go. boobies, the ones that have them. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I really want to team up with Bob and see what we can do for this to, to pump that up some just because it is something so close to me. So and all the, you, all you Bomber hard... B eligible drivers have been saying you're to come out. Yeah. Come out for this. It's week. October 29th. I need to check the Citrus schedule because I know they race. Like, I don't even think I'm going to be at New Smyrna. I think I'm going to be at Citrus with Jack with the truck. But I want to be able to help out with this um, because it is something near and dear to us. The Heart to Heart Breast Cancer Foundation, they do so much for local breast cancer patients. Um, Miss Jane and Holly and them have worked their asses off to get that to be 
the way it is. Um, so, and all 100% of the proceeds they get go to local breast cancer patients. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's something to look forward to for October. And a big thanks to Bob Safe for putting that all together. Yeah. Good job. That's all I got. I got nothing. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. Please and don't. I got nothing to talk about until tomorrow. You promise? Yeah. I want to know the pay- the conversations you and Peyton have when I leave for work. Oh, you don't want to hear the the <laughs> mad s we talk. Mm. Actually, no, we just we just uh, honestly we just play peekaboo most of the time. Oh. I'll, I'll do a little bit of work and then she's over there peekaboo peekaboo. Oh, okay, that's my life now. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoy our our goofiness uh, in in between the serious stuff that we talk about on here. Um, you know, try to keep it lighthearted. That's that's really what the show needs to be so and I, like if i didn't get your song or you don't like i didn't say it because i'm an idiot and i didn't write them all down and i couldn't find my facebook post uh go on the post that ryan shared on the racing with ryan page add some songs to it maybe we'll do a little revamp yeah. of the racetrack playlist please no obvious cursing <laughs> no cursing family friendly songs i'm yeah. not gonna go out there and play knuck if you buck it ain't gonna happen ew <laughs> But no, no, seriously, I'm glad you brought that up. Follow us on the Facebook page and, and use that Facebook page to comment. Like, feedback yes, is good. this is how the giveaway is going to work. It's when I was, be Facebook page. When I was talking to CJs, like, I always listen to these because they're not live. Sometimes we record a little bit here, a little bit there, and we put it all together. Um, CJ's like, oh, I always have things I want to say. And I was like, go comment on the page. And <laughs> Me too, it doesn't CJ, have to too. be all good stuff. Like, we do get some negative feedback, but that honestly... It helps construct the show and it helps us move forward. And, you know, um, sometimes things are said and sometimes you just got to move on. So anyways, use the Facebook page. Send us comments. If you don't want to put it out there for everybody, you can private message us. It's totally okay. And we do, we welcome the feedback, good and bad. So thank you all for listening to the Racing with Ryan podcast. Thank you to all of our sponsors, all of our listeners, all of our friends. We will see you. And all of our haters. Shout out to you all too. No Richard Craniums this week because I just don't feel like doing one. I don't feel like it's... There's, there's not one to give out. I've really, I don't even have one to give out. So um, thank oh, you. Thank you to everybody that came to support the races. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. We'll see you out for the Armadillo. And uh, if any other good stuff goes on, we'll do an Around the State next week and get caught up. So until then, get out there and support your local short tracks. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.